Did, do we swear too much? I don't think personally. That's His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's Fantastic Podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. We're unopposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. Uh, unfortunately, for the first few minutes of this episode, it's just me, Dave, uh, and Craven and Peel will be joining me later. We had some issues with the recording, and when Peel dropped from the Skype chat, it then started recording again when he joined back and uh, the initial conversation was lost. I apologise if there's inconsistent audio in this episode. This part of the episode is being recorded via Audacity, where the last part was recorded via Skype, so there's probably going to be a discrepancy there. In addition, Craven is remarkably quiet for the majority of this episode. I've spent a while levelling audio, um, which is why this episode is late. Uh, Hopefully it's going to get better in the future. We are looking at alternative ways of recording the episodes and uh, hardware and so on and so forth, so hopefully in the future it will be a bit better. So today we are going to talk about nationals, obviously, because it's the only thing we talk about. Um, and then we're going to talk about price support, and we're going to reference Dark Nodge's uh, rant on Beyond the Wall. Then we're going to talk about and answer some readers' questions. Uh, and then we're going to talk about our favourite cards, beginning with I. Initially we were going to talk about uh, Martel and Greyjoy in 2.0, but we thought the episode was a bit light on the ground, and so... We needed a bit more content, so we decided to put the call out to our fans, and hopefully they would give us something to talk about, and they did, and then we thought, oh, we best talk about nationals and prize support. And so we put off Martel and Greyjoy until either next week, if we have enough time after our post-nationals discussion, uh, or the week after, which is just as well, really, as 2.0 has been delayed again, and um, we need to spread our content as uh, thinly as possible. Uh, Just before I get started proper, uh, I must give a shout out to Kenan because I've been listening to his solo efforts on the white book and it is a lot more difficult than you would think uh, based on my experience in the last two and a half minutes trying to re-record this intro. I've had to stop start several times which may or may not be noticeable uh, but we'll see. So Nationals. Nationals is this weekend. It's in the Copthorne Hotel in Birmingham. If you haven't uh, got a ticket, don't worry, you can turn up and pay on the door. If you haven't decided whether you're going or not, please decide very quickly. As I said, this episode should be up by about midday on the Friday, so you have less than 24 hours to get to Birmingham. Uh, I believe the first round of the Swiss starts at 10. Uh, so give us a message if you're thinking of coming and you're not 100% sure. Um, it should be five rounds of Swiss and cut to top eight, but numbers may change that. Uh, we're currently expecting at least 30 people. I know there are almost 30 signed up, and there's at least a couple of paramours who haven't paid, let alone uh, other people who we haven't been bugging. Um, So it should be a good tournament at the very least, despite what has been less than stellar organisation. Still, it'll be a good weekend. Um, You may have heard here, or on other podcasts, or on my ramblings in the Skype group, or on CardGameDB, that there is a black tie event. Now that isn't strictly speaking correct. I have urged for a black tie event but unfortunately my philistines of a of co-hosts have not 
got black tie costumes. So unfortunately, it will just be smart um, suits or waistcoats or whatever. You know, do what you will. Just turn up uh, looking looking good, and uh, we'll be happy with that. Um, if you want to come in black tie, remember that. Uh, so other podcasts are slightly misinformed and black tie does not literally mean a black tie reserved for morning but it is a dinner ensemble with a dinner jacket and a bow tie um, and the bow tie doesn't have to be black necessarily um, but it is traditionally only worn after six so it is a bit of a faux pas if you wear it to the first round of the Swiss if you change it to it after the cut I'll thoroughly approve um, we have had some questions about a stream and I don't think there will be a stream, but once I've got these decks together and finished uploading this and tried to find my buy from the Norwich Regional, which I've put for safekeeping somewhere in my pigsty of the house, I am going to try and find my camcorder. So hopefully there will be some recorded games and if possible I'll put some commentary on afterwards, uh, but we'll see. So unfortunately no stream as far as I know, but hopefully that. Uh, Price support wise, it's the standard Nationals kit, so the Defenders of the Wall mat, the uh, Targaryen power tokens, but unfortunately it is half the size of what it was last year, which we think is a bit of a bit a bit, a bit of a disappointment and uh not even sure I even care because the the art isn't that good and the tokens don't really stack. So I much prefer the Dracula's tokens, which are lovely. Oh you're back. Yeah. Good. Um, we're talking about price support at this Nationals. Um, okay. And there's an Alt Art Street of Steel for everybody. Haven't we already got one of them? We have some, yeah, because I got them at the Polish Nationals. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, they would be really nice, but unfortunately there will only be one tournament that we can use them at afterwards. So. And some people won't even be able to use it then. So well done on winning the Nationals, guys. Have this card. Great. When can I yeah. play it again at a tournament? You can't! Yeah, because you can't play it at Worlds because we're not flying you out like we did last year. <laughs> we're not but it's bitter all right. at all. Even though FFG said we were going out. Not bitter at all. Yes. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but we've also, we've sorted out some prize support for Nationals. We have. We have. Uh, well, more accurately, the Polish guys have sorted us out some prize support. So not only did they give us some vodka... Uh, Mateus gave us some vodka. Uh, Lucas has given me a couple of sets of um, Polish house cards, which I will be giving out to some people. I haven't decided how yet. Um, and we also have a Flea Bottom Fracas mat for the King of the Swiss, which is just I something a little extra. Some, I'm going to bring some props as well, actually. Yeah? I've got um, one uh, copy of the altar Jon Snow that I will give away. Nice. A lucky, lucky person. The lucky person to get that awful, awful art. Yes. Why would you replace Magali art with that? I know. I know. I don't want to speak badly of Tiziano because he's done some awesome art as well. It's, it's just background. that's background. that that John Snow's not good. It's, it's fine. The bad. picture of John itself is fine. So the background, a, a solid blue background, looks terrible. Oh, but he's got such a face. Horrid. Such a weird face. So um, yeah, I was going to mention about um. We tend, obviously, <clears throat> when we set the podcast out, we said it's going to be more UK-centric. Uh, and occasionally, I would like to just bring some things up which have come from across the pond. Um, and this week's um, Beyond the Wall featured a, a rather sustained rant by Darkside, didn't it, about FFG and their organised play. And um, Well, the organised play was one, 
I think the main thrust of the complaint was about the delay of getting 2.0 out, so it's lost the momentum after Gen Con. Um, and I have to say, I agree with practically everything he was saying. Um, I think they have dropped the ball massively. Like, the momentum for Chrome 2.0 has definitely gone a little bit. Yeah. Um, not saying I'm not excited, because I am, but I'm just less excited than I was. Um, and this is one of those rare occasions where I feel having Octagon has probably made that worse. Because I'm getting a game within minutes on Octagon. Um, whereas when, when I get my, my cards here, physically in my hand, it's hard for me to know now how many people are really going to buy in. Because that initial wave of excitement has gone off. I could be spending a lot of money to not really play locally. In the, in the first instance. I'm not saying that's what I'm going to do. And that's, what I'm, that's certainly not what I'm encouraging people to do, because that would be a bit of a dickish thing to do, as soon as Octagon is free. But all these things have added up to kind of take the shine off it a little bit. Yeah, um, but I mean, a lot of my excitement has died down a bit. Despite, I've, I've got some very enthusiastic friends who want to start, but they can't start because they haven't got core sets. And it's just like, well, I can't really teach you 1.0. It's tried that, it doesn't really work. Um, and obviously, I don't want to teach you 1.0 if I can, if I can help it. Yeah, because yeah. we should really have second by now. Uh, so I think, it's a bit uh, you know, grim. A rough estimate, there's going to be, for, I can probably think in my head, three people around here are going to dive in with both feet, which was kind of at the end of 1.0. That was roughly how many people were playing. So it's not like it's the end of the world. But um, I don't know, I just think the longer this goes on, the more people will go, oh, you know what, I'm going to stick with Netrunner or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then maybe run and get the conversion rate we were hoping for. Yeah. Um, well, so, I yeah. think we're obviously going to get Secondary Dave, who's going to be more involved. Yeah. he's not played much, although he played a couple of very, very, very close games with me yesterday. And he's become a monster of a player in the last week, apparently. Um, okay. <laughs> which is <was laughs> utterly terrifying. I think it's all the Lord of the Rings. Did he uh did he beat you? Not quite. Ooh. It was ridiculously <laughs> close though. Like he misread one of my cards. Uh and he would have won if he had read it essentially. Okay, uh, that's fine. So that was good for me. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Still undefeated with my you. nationals deck. Yes. <laughs> um uh, apart from him, I know there's there's what three people maybe that want to, three or four people that want to start around here, which is pretty good considering we're a meta based around a village, no <laughs> game shop within uh, thirty well, minutes. Well, a decent game shop within about uh, fifty miles. To be honest, let's yeah. be honest, we could draw a circle around us, and I think the closest one we've got really is Leicester. There's no decent game shop in Leicester that supports thrones. Oh, in that case, then yeah, we've got to drive further. Yeah, there's the place in Northampton would support us, but it's too far to travel uh, on a regular basis outside of like a weekend. And I tried uh, contacting SDVM, but they wouldn't give the pub any complet- competitive play kits, <laughs> which was a shame because uh, our landlord was just like, "Yeah, I'll get your core sets in, I'll get your chapter packs in, uh, if they want me to become like a mini distributor, you can get the stuff." He said, "You can have the restaurant on a Tuesday night, and that would have been fantastic." But no, SDVM are ruining my dreams. <laughs> we can still go and play there. And they're not out there. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, right. To be fair, though, they were very nice guys when I contacted them. Um, and no, they were no. very prompt with their reply. Yeah, they were like, so, uh, yeah, in all honesty, it was good communication uh, on what was a very long shot on my part. 
Hey, worth a try, mate. Yeah. Worth a try. There you go. So, um, so part of the discussion that Dark Notch was having on Beyond the Wall was the quality of organised play, which obviously we've kind of touched on. How we're not really happy with the Nationals kit, which isn't that good, and it's reduced, and we're not getting flights to Worlds. Uh, which all kinds of adds up to a bit of, ugh, I don't really care about the prize support. No, and it's funny you say that, because I've always, I mean, really, up until very recently, always thought that the Thrones prize support was actually pretty good. Yeah. I always used to like coming away with tokens or, or a playmat or whatever. But it's only really, I'm not going to say it was only when I listened to Dark Nodge that it all sort of slipped into place, but I think what he was saying kind of resonated with something. I'd obviously come, to, like, the conclusion I'd come to about him realising that actually, yeah, it could be a lot better. Yeah. I mean, compare it to other things. I mean, I'm not talking about magic. I certainly would never want to see um, financial support for it. I would never like to see a cash prize. Uh, agreed. Um, Unless I want it. <laughs> How much <yeah>. is it? <laughs> but I would just wouldn't want to do that. But yeah, when you talk about it, when you compare it to other things, it could be a lot better. And hearing how much um, sort of Alex was doing to go around to other stores and, and drum up interest off his own back, I mean, that's pretty shameful on FSG's part, really. Yeah, definitely. So doing that on their own to try and generate interest. So they could try harder. I think um, some of the quick and easy ways they can improve price support, I think, is good choices of alt art cards. Because yeah. while the Castellan is fantastic, uh, Melisandre was fantastic. Uh, the streets are really useful, although they've come much too late. Why have I got Mance Raider? I'm not going to play Mance Raider. Empty Throne. The artwork is amazing, but I'm not going to play the Empty Throne. Why haven't you given me the Aftermath? Or why didn't you put Valor in a in a kit which more people have access to? Because there, people are willing to travel to store championships, so Valor is a perfect prize for that. But a game night kit, a store might get in one game night kit, and they've only got two Valors. You know, it... A yeah. good choice of alt art cards is pretty integral. Like, we got Beric in the Nationals last year. Um, and even though it was a Martell-themed kit, if they are given out the Red Viper, that would have been amazing because he's such a playable card. You want multiple copies of him. Uh, but yeah. Beric doesn't see play since two months before that when they released it Grit and Cold Hands. Yeah, exactly. And Gaston Grey came back. I built a Targ deck, um, like a Targ Brotherhood deck, purely so I could sleeve up the Beric deck, uh, Beric card and take it to a game night thing at, um, in Rayleigh once. Yeah. Just because I thought I'm never going to use him. Yeah. And I've got a German mom, which is amazing. <laughs> which helps. Yeah. Uh, Peel and I were testing some decks for Nationals, and I thought, you know what, I'll try out Targ Brotherhood, since it does so well at European events. Um, but it, Peel had answers for it every single time without fail. Yep. So he's just, he's not unplayable, obviously, because a good pilot with a good deck can take him far. But, I've I've played him before at a tournament, and I will never ever be uh, drawn in again because it it just it it destroyed me watching all the power go on, and I was like, no, this isn't fair. Why can't I kill him? Well, you can't. I'm making a stand. Right. That's <laughs> it. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure my deck can kill him in future. Three and times therefore... cold hands. Three times a grit. Three times bastard. Done. <laughs> yeah. Suck and in on case that. I need it. And gas spray out of house. Have a fishing that as well. And you know what? Blank him, Sodja. You can have milk of the poppy too. You know, various things. Just suck on that, Beric. Yeah. <laughs> um, but rather than sitting here being salty sailors, let's, you know, well, 
Uh, I am hyped about. I am definitely hyped about Nationals. It's going to be a great weekend. I was going to say, uh, Dark. One of the points Dark, Dark Nodge said was uh, the prize support doesn't really scale. Definitely not. Like at Nationals, you get a bag if you make the top two or top four in the melee. Um, and I was very confused because I was on lunch earlier and I was listening to Beyond the Wall, and uh, Alex said, "Oh." If anybody wants their bags, contact me and I'll give you the name of the person to give them to you. And I was like, well, if you want your bags, surely you want to come to us. Yeah, uh, but that. apparently that was, he wasn't talking about that. And oh. I had a very confusing lunch and I thought, right, well, I can't go to the pub until later. This is heartbreaking. But um, <laughs> if you've ever looked on the FFG website, obviously they've got their print and play stuff, but they do the customized scenarios for Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, so some of them are the nightmare decks, which make the scenarios harder. Uh, but some of them also like Gen Con exclusive or Game Night Kit exclusive. Like they've got that uh, Prancing Pony one coming up in November. Murder at the Prancing Pony. Yeah. yeah, which is a great idea. Like it's a competitive, well, semi-competitive. Uh, you get people in for the day. They get promos. They get play mats, and then a custom scenario for everybody. And then you can order that off the FFG website three months later. Well, I was thinking, well, what if they do that for Nationals, for Thrones? What if there's some sort of challenge deck or certain cards that aren't legal that you can only get at these big events, so World, Starlek, Nationals? So uh, in the CCG era, there was a Varus challenge deck and a Wildling challenge deck. And the Wildling challenge deck didn't have any plots. It just had an agenda, which was like 5-11-2 plot at all times and then gave Wildlings a boost or something. And it was this really difficult deck to beat. Um, to really put your deck through its paces. So they did something like that, like a custom print-on-demand deck that they gave away at these big events. Um, that would be really fun. Especially if you could play it two-on-one or three-on-one. Uh, like Star Wars has that built in. Yeah. Uh, if they did something like that for Thrones, or you know, this is a good idea for Star Wars as well, give away these print-on-demand challenge decks as participation prizes at the massive events. And that would really make the entry fee worthwhile to get something that is different. Yeah. And even There's... if they make it for sale six months later on print, print, print on demand, the fact that it's you know it, it's worth going to get it early because they can't give out new promo cards. They can't give an absolute. They can't reprint the print, Prince of the Sun Viper and give that out nationals because um, it won't be legal. But if they give out like a challenge deck or something like that, then I think that would be quite a cool prize. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. I mean, it's definitely something interesting, um, something which will make you think, oh, this is Nationals, you know. Because at the moment, I'm going to Nationals, and I'm, you know, there's a lot of people going. But because of the less, the kind of reduced amount of prizes in the pool, like, I've got less chance of walking away with something from Nationals than I have from going to a store championship or a regional. And the quality of those prizes that I'm playing for isn't any different. That's a really good point, actually, because we had, what, five regionals in England, none yeah. in the rest of the UK. Um, and it was participation prizes for everybody, tokens for top 16. Yeah. Why is nationals so much more exclusive when it should be the higher tier? You should be giving out more prizes, if anything. Yeah, because you want more that's, people to turn up. That's ridiculous. But the top level prize you're going to get at nationals should be better than anything that's available at store or regional championship level. Yeah. But I've got... Do you know what I mean? The playmat is kind of like the premium thing, isn't it? Apart from the trophy. Yeah, if you, if no one cares upper, about the bags. If you're up in the upper echelon of it, you're going to get a cool house card and, and a playmat. Well, I've got more chance of walking away with one of those. Exactly the same thing I could get at Nationals for being the best in the country for placing in the, what, top of the Swiss at a regional in Essex. Yeah. So it gets to the point where you think, well, I've got loads of mats. 
But if it was something a bit... It's not even oh. a nice mat. It's terrible, man. Use, like, the Warcrest Viper or Shadow's Ariane or any other Martel card. Defenders of the Wall is a basically unplayable card that doesn't have interesting art. <laughs> like, what is the point of choosing that? That's... Yeah. If it wasn't called Defenders of the Wall, you wouldn't even associate that with Night's Watch. No. It... That's the only, like, saving grace that it would be a Night's Watch playmat I have. Yeah. Because I don't have one. But I don't have a Greyjoy one. So that would be nice as well. Hmm. Like, I've got a barrel one. I don't need another one with shit art. <laughs> no. With Japanese status. That's weird art, isn't it? Yeah, I love Japanese status. <laughs> I do I like Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> I, admit, I like taking Japanese status to a tournament because it's just like, look, he's Japanese. <laughs> Samurai status. Yeah, and it's signed, which makes it extra swag. Yeah, that is true. I put mine signed. I don't quite know why I had that man at the time. Why did I take that to Starlet? Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> um, right. Let's all chill. It's all right. Nationals is going to be good. It's going to be a great laugh. Yep. Just terrible prizes. But we'll get over it. doesn't matter. It's all about the community. That's, what's, that's what I'm so excited for. I'm excited it's, to see uh, people. I mean, my brother's coming along for Star Wars. I'm excited to introduce him to all my mates I've met through Thrones. Yeah. Like, and hopefully, if all the side events go tits up on the Saturday, John will play Thrones with us as well, which will be yeah. chaos because he hasn't played since I got the core set. Yes. Well, like, spoiler alert, they probably will go tits up on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, he's taking a Star Wars 2v2 deck on the odds that he can find a partner and an X-Wing squad and an Imperial Assault squad. Uh, and I'm still <laughs> taking an Emergency Thrones deck for him. Cool. So uh, give us a suggestion for what I should build for John if you're hearing this before about midday on Friday. <laughs> it well, might be Valerian behind the to throne. Briefly, to briefly touch on something you just mentioned, uh, you mentioned it last week. I'm looking at this weekend now. Um, it's a weekend away with my mates and we're going to have to play Thrones. <laughs> yeah. A year ago. <laughs> or probably, probably more than a year ago, actually. But until 18 months ago, I'd be going to one of these weekends and I would know one or two people I'm going to play Thrones. And it's a subtle change, but a really nice one to recognise. Well, it was Nationals last year that most of us got to know each other, so... That was the one where we... Yeah, that was the most sustained contact I think we had. Yeah. And uh, it was fun. It yeah. was great. That's when we formed the Cornish Paramours after that. So we formed the Alliance, yeah. yeah. And then you met Peel like a year later because he never turned up to anything last year. Because I didn't we, exist. And now Waffle doesn't <laughs> seem to exist. <laughs> So I do only have one one friend at the secondary day of at any one point. Peel <laughs> is basically like Bruce Bolton. He's absorbed Waffle. He'll <laughs> live forever. Waffle is coming to us. Um, Starlight. That's the one. I spoke to him earlier. He's like, are you free this weekend? And I was like, no, I'm at Nationals. Where are you? Oh, I'm working. Well, then, why ask if I'm free? Please, I haven't, have I seen Waffle since um, Starlight? Um, he was wasn't at he a tournament in night. London. Oh no, he counts by 30th. Yeah, that's fine. Because I thought, actually, I haven't seen him since Starlock. Is he still there? Did we actually pick him up? <laughs> Your birthday was before Starlock. Yeah, we, we, we saw him that fateful night where Reese ended up with a punch. I believe. Yeah, that was the last time you would have seen him. He was there because he was being threatened by a really short man. And I couldn't battle. help but giggle. <laughs> yeah. The night before the, uh, the Stoke Regional. The pitch battle in the car park. Yeah. And I was just surrounded by old men. Trying to tell me to calm down. I was like, oh, I'm done nothing wrong. <laughs> the only fight I've ever seen in that pub. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. All right, then. Uh, do you want to move us on, Peel? I think we've covered prize support. We have got questions to answer, boys. 
We have got a question to answer. We've I got a quite a few. On. I put a nice call out on the page, and um, I was really, really chuffed with the response, actually. It's always lovely when people actually kind of do this, and um, in such large numbers, and some really quality questions as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. Shall I uh, I pitch up? Shall we just do them in, a, um, in an order? Or do just go order. down the list? An order. As in okay. top down. Okay, then, fine. First question comes from uh, Tom Barnby Pass. Yep, TBP. 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 And TBP is asking, what is the best combined House Martel and Lannister card? Aris O'Card. Aris. The rights are Aris O'Card. The rights are Aris O'Card. Well, I was a bit cheeky and responded for us and said watchful servant, but I think everyone knows that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't detect sarcasm on the internet according to certain forums where everyone takes everything at face value. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that could be. Card game DB? I would like to say. Okay. Okay. Talk about that in a minute. Um, but I will say, actually, in defence of um, Watchful Servant, it's very, <laughs> it's very, very good in that lesser-known build, Lannister Knights of Hollow Hill. Yeah. Uh, Reese didn't play it because that would involve playing more than nine characters and he wasn't prepared to do that. No, but I'm very glad you said that because Reese has finally got a mention. He's had two weeks without being mentioned just to let him know his boss. And now he's been mentioned again. No, I mentioned he's him earlier. Yeah. We mentioned him being yeah. punched in the face. Yeah, yeah no, Reece twice. Has... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's, he's back to being our fourth host again. If you, if you want to get another mention, Reese, uh, just mention that I went to a game night kit in Norwich at the weekend. Um, but unfortunately, there were only the two of us, so we didn't use the prize kit, but I batted him in every game. So that was nice. Ah. And if you want another mention after that, Reese, remember, we like swag. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't give me swag, I batter you in game night kit tournaments. So. What swag has Reese got that I don't know about? Well, the, he was withholding the game night kit from me. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, because there was only two of us. So it wasn't have... worth breaking open the kit. Why not? I was like, well, we'll play for the mat, best of three. We'll have a plot each. I don't want Dora and Martel, because firstly, I'm never going to play them. Secondly, I've already got one. So. What's the all-time card in the game night kit? Doran? It's uh, Prize Doran, yeah. Oh, what? I love Prize Doran. He's good, but he's not exactly <laughs> Gaston Gray good Doran, is he? I don't play Gaston Greg, so I'm not that sort of person. No. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, and the uh, the two of is Shadows and Spiders with, I think it's Varys behind the Iron Throne, peeping out like Peel. Uh, it's, Hello. It's a good one, although no one's seen that artwork yet. So. No. <laughs> um, the in progress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the print is updated. Uh, On the boat. Artwork. <laughs> okay. Well, we've got no. a about Reese. So anyway, Tom Barnaby Pass. Obviously, mate, we all think Arizo Cart, but I think that's what you was getting at anyway. <laughs> <laughs> next Jack. question comes from Jack, and I think this one's aimed at me, but it may as well be aimed at you as well, Peel. Yep. Um, what are you playing at nationals, and why is it Greyjoy? Shall I cover this one, or do you want to cover it, Lol? Because we're both kind of Greyjoy players. Why well, really. you both cover it, and then I'll cover it as well? Okay, well, I'm fair enough. Greyjoy because, and this is the God's honest truth. Um, I can't be bothered to learn how to play something else with only. <laughs> I have thought about it. I thought, right, can I sort of learn the intricacies of another house? Bearing in mind, whenever I venture away from Greyjoy, I tend to do badly, unless it's Martell and a year ago. <laughs> well, why um, didn't you? Because the thing is, I did well with a uh, Martell deck a year ago, and then I gave it to you, and you did well with it. So why don't I give you my Targ deck, which I've been doing well with? I don't think I could. I'm not. I've got. 
haven't got the right mentality to play Hollow Hill. Oh, but it's so much fun. Yeah, but it takes it's so the long. Fear, the fear when you flip the red keep. No. Like, yeah, here it is, boys. <laughs> well, I've got all this influence. I must have a reason for it. That what am I going to have ground. <laughs> my, my stock in trade when I'm dealing with fear is Victorian and a bloody great big axe. That's, that's my fear, generally. I don't care about military or power claim when... Uh, well, you don't. When I'm playing Hollow Hill. Most of the time, <laughs> see people die. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I got to the point where I thought, well, I... I'd never really played Stark before at a tournament. I've never played Lannister. Should I? It's the last one. But then, like, oh, Greyjoy's my favourite house. So I was kind of torn between sentimentality and getting the most out of my cards. And then I just thought, well, nah, I'll stick to what I know. I've made some adjustments to my usual. It's not the Greyjoy deck I've been running sort of off and on for a long time. There's some differences to it. And it is Greyjoy. It's no surprise to anybody. But, um, yeah, I just I can't be bothered to learn how to play something new. <laughs> and you, Peel? Um, well, I was going to go for, obviously, as, you, as you're all aware, I was going to go ahead and try and win the Nationals um, so I can go to America. As I can't, I'm going to play Greyjoy, uh, and I'm going to go back to my favourite kind of deck that I've ever played, the one that I'm most familiar with, my little toolbox deck, uh, where I can basically just have a little bit of fun and kill your lovely prized characters. Really? Yeah. I just love that military might. I just love having, I just love being aggro. Just like, hey, attack, attack, attack. And then Valor! All my men are still alive. (laughs) Those all peel secret tech out the window. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to tell you what I'm playing for nationals because it's a secret. Uh, But I will tell you that I need to borrow my refugees from Craven. If that helps you work out what it is. And that it's not Greyjoy because Peel is using all my Greyjoy cards. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, Black Sails is one of my favourite decks I've ever played. Uh, I've played it in two tournaments and I've had a fantastic time both times. We had so, a great game in the um, top of the Swiss, didn't we, in Rayleigh? Yeah, we just, we've both made the cut. We're the only two Greyjoy players. Let's see who's going to king the Swiss. We both set up Victorian and both set up Windermere and just started knocking chunks out of each other. <laughs> yeah. We just set up Victorian and Windermere. That'd be impossible. But you know. It was very early though, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. Yeah. I like it when you get the uh, the Mr. King Euron who just they just can't declare defenders. Just kind of like, ah, what do I want to get through unopposed? Hmm. Yeah, I was playing your deck against uh, Dave the other day and he was like, that card's broken. And it's just not like, broken. well, it's not that broken, especially as soon as you're running Mirror Reed, so... Yeah, and get if I put read, my... you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, or I'll just put an attachment on it so it stands when I get an unopposed challenge. It had and the attachment broken. It had the attachment. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. <laughs> unopposed, unopposed, unopposed. Oh, actually, I get an additional power for each unopposed challenge. <laughs> and there's some I've more appeal the... secret tech for you. <laughs> I've had the same reaction from people actually in the past when I've done that. So they sort of pick up the cards, look at it, and be like, "What? Like, I can't win." Like, no, basically. <laughs> Better top deck that nightmares, mate. Yeah, it's so... Oh, God, that's such a fragile build, though. Anyway, let's not talk about people's deck. Whereas I can fish it out the holes. Next question, then. We've got from Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello. Pre-tawny rituals and traditions. Do we have any? Do you know anyone who does? I think we do have one. What's that? Drinking. I think we we are always generally hungover at these tournaments. And we've done the maths, and it doesn't mean we do better, and it doesn't mean we do worse. It means we stay completely moot. I the alcohol I, is a moot point. I think I uh, mostly do better. <laughs> I mostly do better. I do have a pre-chawny ritual. 
Um, I started doing this, um, the tournament after my disastrous Baratheon Hollow Hill Meningitis Nightmare. Right. Um, I always have two pints of water in the morning and I have a handful of cod liver oil tablets because they make my brain work better. Really? This is a hundred. <laughs> a handful? Yeah, I You've got six, big six, hands. Yeah, just like Peter Shilton. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. well, they're big ones. They're kind of like um, quite big capsules. But I usually have six fish oil tablets and two pints of water before I set off. They must make your breath smell horrible if you uh, accidentally burp. This is why I stopped kissing you at the beginning of tournaments, love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also started having, um, I, I don't know why, but the last four tournaments, I've always had a chocolate protein shake on the way in as well. Mm. Protein shake. Yeah. That, that sounds like yeah. healthy brain stuff. No, That's well, not a fun ritual. The I'm thing hoping is, though, like someone would like sacrifice a cat or something. Not a cat, obviously, that but a dog. Out the window, <laughs> that, that, that ritual completely went out the window um, before Stoke. Because um, rather than all <laughs> that, I went to the pub with you. We had a massive fight in the car park. Well, we didn't, but we had a standoff in the car park with lots of old men. And then I got shit-faced, barely slept. And then, yeah. Didn't do it. But did we have also, a great time? Do... We had a great time, but I played terribly. And then um, I didn't do my ritual in Norwich either. Because we stayed up till four in the morning drinking Kraken, slept in a very hot room with Reese under the bed, <laughs> insulting Vince's sister. Then we all went for breakfast. And um, yeah, so I, I saw didn't us. Do it then. Yeah. Played terribly. So it worked for me. Okay. I just try to have whatever is going to combat my hangover the best. So if I have a little bit of a hangover, I'll have a monster. If I've got a big hangover, I'll have some paracetamol, some water, and then have a monster. Um, and then I'll probably just have a monster again after that. Uh, Generally, I, I like to have a caffeine drink in the morning of a tournament, I must admit. Uh, decent three coffee more. or something. About round well. three, I start to get a headache where the hangover really kicks in and the monster wears off. So you have uh, to have another monster. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just a terrible thing until Monday, I get to work on Monday and I just go, ooh. Three cans of monster. I'm surprised your heart doesn't burst. Once we were, uh, we were hanging out in Brickstock and Waffle had six cans of monster. And uh, he had to do shots of uh, vodka to calm himself down. He was just shaking so badly. For anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know, monster is basically like, Four kilograms of sugar and some unspecified chemicals in a can. It's basically and caffeine. It's the caffeine of a coffee with the sugar of a Coke. I think it's got more caffeine than a coffee. No, it's it's. I looked it up. It was a. I can't remember what kind of coffee it was, but like a, a reasonably strong coffee. Uh, oh, so a nice Italian. Like. Yeah, yeah, but with all the sugar from a Coke. So you put them together, and it, but it hits you so much harder than a Red Bull. I don't know why that is because I don't think the amounts are quite different. So it must be all like the taurine and shit. Uh, but I think it's the tits. So you're massively underselling how much coffee's probably in there. I reckon it's got more caffeine than the gross domestic product of Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. I think it has. But I, I, I mean, I occasionally will have a Mountain Dew if I'm really hangry. A Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, yeah, a Mountain Dew's good. It is good, but oh, it's but... a favourite drink of neckbeards playing Counter Strike. Ah, the world over. But yes, you know, the Mountain Dew we get in this country is not the same Mountain Dew. That's no, why you have to go to the Chinese supermarkets to get the, the stuff. The stuff we get is an energy drink, but they have like a soft, soft drink. 
Well, I bought a case of Mountain Dew from a skateboard shop around here once. It was like 25 quid, but it was American. And my goodness, I, I, I drunk so much of that stuff and there was so much sugar in it, I nearly had to cut one of my legs off. <laughs> <laughs> it was really powerful stuff. Like, That's not funny, though, because we have a friend with gout, so... <laughs> I gave one of my friends gout. Yeah. I think, well, he didn't catch it from me, but um, <laughs> I don't think you can catch it. But we went out you can catch gout, no. <laughs> no. Um, we went out to Australia and basically um, he's pretty much vegetarian. Yeah. But he bought a barbecue for, well, for us, but he bought a barbecue when we were out there. And every night we just was having slabs of meat. Every morning, every lunchtime, meat, 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 beer, beer, beer. And he started feeling a bit dicky when we left. And then a few days after I landed, he'd gone to the doctors. And he was like, yeah, got gout. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. I don't want to go because I've probably got it as well. <laughs> gout's all right. Gout is the uh, rich man's disease. Exactly. It just shows that I eat well and drink well. has got gout. So he's Mace, hasn't he? Mace got a bit of gout on the go. Oh, maybe just little gouty fingers. Yeah. <laughs> rather than... Uh, can like, you get oh. gouty fingers? I thought it was just in the feet. It's normally in the feet, but you get gouty fingers. Doran's hands are described Can as you gouty, have gouty fingers? Yeah, I think so. Because it's just, it's just like um, arthritis y, diabetes y kind of thing, isn't it? Joint both. I, I don't yeah. know, Dave. Um, I don't know the specifics. <laughs> I do like the fact we've gone from uh, pre tawny traditions to talking about the specifics of gout. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen in the next half hour. <laughs> Honestly, from feedback I've had from people who don't play friends, this is their favourite part of the show. Because don't play friends. <laughs> We've got a remarkable amount of listeners who don't play Thrones. We, we actually do. Um... My boss listens to this. Can you believe that? <laughs> I can believe that because I met your boss. He's lovely. <laughs> Hello, Jamie. Um, I bet he's not listening, though. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see if he says, oh, thanks for the shout out. <laughs> um, right, anyway. That's my free tawny ritual. You guys just get pissed and then try and deal with a hangover. Yep. Essentially. Uh, do, we know, do we know any crazy ones other than that? Um, Reese wears his special shorts, doesn't he? He does. Uh, he Rowan always tries to make everyone wear their Paramore shirts and everyone except for Rowan forgets. Except for Vince. Vince wears it underneath something else. Vince always wears it, yeah. Yeah, He may just wear it consistently, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just at work. Under his work shirt. I might wear mine tomorrow. At any point, just to bust out. <laughs> it's like Superman. <laughs> Bam! Okay, let's move on to the next question, Terry. Now, the next question from Matthias is... Um, this is an actual proper question. Yeah. It is. Both those versions of Jack and Hagar, are they underrated or are they underplayed? And further down the page, uh, Donovan's touched upon something which we, we often mention, the right version of Sarah Eris Oakheart. Donovan would like to know... Can we do it with a few unique characters such as Robert Baratheon who has six versions? He wants to know which is the right Robert. Um, that's a really good idea. Um, and we're going to run with that. And we're going to do that every week now. <laughs> got we're, it. We're in, and we're going to try and... We're going to pick somewhere with multiple um, characters, multiple versions, and talk about it. I did this once, very briefly, on Car Game DB. I took over the uniquely suited um, series that, that used to run, where they did something very similar. Did you? I did. I did one episode of it and um, caused a bit of a stir saying sort of certain versions of Jamie. Was... <laughs> I, I've read it... that. I didn't know that yeah. was you. That was me. <laughs> right, link us to it so I can link the listeners. I'll go and find it. Um, don't don't yeah. find it now. Talk now. <laughs> so um, we're going to answer the Jack and question 
and then we're not ignoring you, Donovan. We're going to do it next week and do Robert. And we should probably call this like. Donovan. We'll think of a name. Yeah, something to do with Donovan because he's sort Mustache of... James is really good at names. Like, he has the best deck names. I've got a friend who absolutely hates Thrones card game. Um, he played it once with me when we first got the course. He hates it, but I still tell him the deck names, and he loves that. So, who is this? Uh, Bradshaw. All oh, right. Yeah, he is also a fan of the podcast to boost my he... ego, but he deletes it as soon as it downloads. So, oh. yeah. But if Brad... we do, apparently, uh, no, he did say he'd listen if we start talking about uh, various recreational activities that weren't Thrones as well. So, you know, he hasn't listened at all. He can listen to all of them. We don't talk about Thrones at all. <laughs> <laughs> Less than 25% is about that. <laughs> but it's fine. So, Jack and Hagar, guys, what do you reckon? Um, should we go through... Uh, Peel probably isn't aware of what Jack and Hagar does. Are you aware, Peel? Uh, well, he's uh, the man of many faces. Yeah, but specifically what his card version does. Nah, not a clue. I don't play Lannister. Uh, okay, neutral. he's not... He is neutral. Right. Uh, there are two versions of Jack and Hagar. Let's get the shit run out of the way first. Uh... Okay, Bush <laughs> is the ship one the one that no one plays? <laughs> yeah, the the one bollocks. Okay. Shadows. Two. Yeah. Unique. Neutral. Zero. Strength. No icons. Ally. Forging the chain. I think the pack is it. He's in the Mace yeah. Cycle. Card number 35. Shadows Crest. Okay. He's illustrated by Christine Griffin. We're much more thorough with our card descriptions than other podcasts. Any phase. Bring Jacques and Hagar out of shadows by paying the rest of his cost to choose one non-army character in an opponent's dead pile that was killed this phase and attach it to Jacques and Hagar as a duplicate. Jacques and Hagar gains the printed text, the base strength, icons, traits, and crests of that card. If that duplicate leaves play, return Jacques and Hagar to shadows. I really like him, but I don't think he's very playable. Not unless you're going to be killing some big guys, because otherwise you're just going to end up with a refugee yeah. and the discarding him when you lose dominance. I like, think oh. there's going to be a really fun version of Stark Black Sails out there. So you can fish the kill events out, mm. and you can fish Jacken out, and you can murder mm-hmm. something good and steal it as much oh as you want. Oh my god, have I got time to build that for Nationals? That sounds well fun. Um, James played Black Sails at Winter is Coming a long time ago. It was a really good deck. It, like, fishing lethal counterattack out the hold is really good. Uh, I don't know if you realise that. Um, especially against Siege. That deck's better than people would expect, to, like, based on the number of naval icons. Um, and Jack and Agar is fun in that deck. Uh, I think. I would assume. <laughs> so, there, there, is, there are builds. You'd, I think you've got to build around him. You can't just include him. Waffle ran him in tunnels for a while and he didn't get any value out of him ever. No. Uh, even with like terminal schemes, I think so. What do you reckon? He's underplayed. He is underplayed. Is he underrated? Well, I don't really rate him. No, I don't think he's underrated. I would like yeah. to see him see a bit more play, and I think there's a deck out there which can abuse him, but only not all the time. You wouldn't build around him to like he wouldn't be your centerpiece. You wouldn't cause... certainly build around a four cost neutral ally. No. So I wouldn't touch that with a pole, to be honest. <coughs> I think oh, gonna, I think that's the one deck that would be he would be good in. Who was that? Was that anyone here? I just heard that pistol go off again. Uh, I don't know. Silent pistol. pistol. You sneezing? Does it sound like this? Was that it? I think it's you sneezing. I didn't sneeze. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this in the car tomorrow. And it's like, oh, I did sneeze. It was like a silent pistol from last week. Oh, that's well, that like assassin's a... back. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, what you don't realise is that Dave's actually playing Metal Gear Solid in the background. Yeah, that's why he's still. Taking no, it's it's John assassinating me. He's like, you're lagging League of Legends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, Sorry, John, but you know what happens at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday? We banter. Is that yeah. what he plays? I always thought he played something else. He plays other stuff as well, but leagues. Isn't that free? Too. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. Um, I played it once and like I uh, got angry because loads of Russians were swearing at me. I didn't know what I was doing. I think you need to play it with friends. Really. Yeah. You need a, you need bros. Yeah, we should all stop playing Guild Wars. That's free. Yeah, Guild Wars Two's out as well. That should be fun. Guild Wars yeah. Two has been out for like six years. Yeah, it's, it? gone, it's gone completely yeah. free. Oh, has oh. it? What completely free? Yep, completely free. I, I feel Why like that's a, that's a black hole that I don't want to get into. No, it's, but it's I will really do if you guys do. Oh, mate, because go on. I'm I'll, very I'll get it. led. It's such a good game as well. I used to love Guild Wars One. I used to have a little pet tiger. He used to follow me around. I used to mess stuff up. I made a giant cat warrior thing on it today, and I made it the same colour as biscuit. So I've got this huge warrior <laughs> thing walking around called biscuit. <laughs> biscuit. Fig's a good name, but biscuit is a better name for a uh, giant cat. Uh, my friend had a guy in Skyrim who's called Doctor Catman PhD. He was really cool. <laughs> he was a mage. <laughs> if we do play that and form a guild, we've got to call it the Banter Knights. <laughs> yes. Okay. Back on subject. The other Jackin, I think, is pretty good. Okay. I like this version of Jackin, but if you're looking at him on Card Game DB, you may as well not even read it because the text doesn't actually have really any relevance to what he actually does now, does it? Yeah. So, old Jackin was the most busto card in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Are you aware of what he used to do, Peel? No. Okay. Five cost, three strength, all the icons, ally, all the house, house affiliations, so you could use C's on him and stuff, learned crest, stalwart, infamy, vigilant, intimidate, ah. ambush, vengeful. So, ah. all the house keywords, and he gets plus one strength for every power on him. What? Yeah. He's beast. Yeah, and then he got banned. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he's one of only two banned cards from first edition. I would ban him. Yeah. Like Mira Reed. Yeah. Ban them both. No, actually banned. Actually banned, not restricted. Yeah, yeah, fully <laughs> banned. banned. You have to clarify it with this. Oh, you mean yeah. actually properly gone? Nice. Yeah, as in real banning. Like normal people banning, not peel banned. <laughs> <laughs> real banned. Well, two of my copies of Mira Reed are coming to nationals, so. Uh, Ooh, she can't be that uh, banned. Uh, You're playing so anyway, a dangerous Jack game, Mr. Jackin in his new form uh, retains all the, the clobber, just doesn't have that text anymore. He has discarded power from your house card to give him a keyword to the end of the phase. They've clarified it so it's got to be a non-qualified keyword. There's a lot of drama to begin with as to what he could get, which essentially boils down to the fact that you can't give him prized and you can't give him immunities. Yeah. Uh, you can give him no attachments, but you can't give him no attachments but weapon. And that's basically it, essentially. Now, as a Greyjoy player, uh, and Peel, this should sort of appeal to you, uh-huh. he's he's marginally safer to keep about, because obviously a five-cost ally, not the greatest investment you're going to make, because everybody's running Sir Eris Oakheart, even if you're running out. I run it out of Tarkola Hill. Um, but... Obviously, Greyjoy's got ways of keeping people from being discarded. Uh, Wendemir being one of them. Um, so you can give him a little bit more resilience in Greyjoy. And um, take it from me, dropping a couple of power off your house and giving this guy 
um, stealth, renowned, and uh, vigilant wins games. Hands down. <laughs> so essentially, you turn him into Stannis. Yeah, he also um, works quite well um, with Greyjoy because uh, of that learned quest. Powers Windermere up as well. You can get the trigger off Windermere. Um, so he's he's very useful in a Greyjoy deck. There is a couple knocking about and they got cards. Um, I think someone took one to Worlds, which was built basically around Jack and Theon, Wendemere and um, Aaron Dampere. That sounds um, which nice. Did very, which did very well. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about putting all my eggs in one basket, but running this guy as a one-off in place of like one of your big armies can sometimes yield quite big results. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. I like this one a lot. I think he is underrated by a lot of people, they look at the cost and see the ally trait and think, no, no. But I think, yeah, he's, he's really good. Uh, if, you, yeah. if you can keep him around, he's fantastic. He is risky. Yeah. Neutral? He's not neutral. He's not neutral. I, I didn't say he's neutral because yeah. there's lots of grey on that card, but he's not actually neutral. So, yeah, Igret can't get him. Yeah. So, that's your answer. But which is the right Jack and Hagar? That one. That one. I think, <laughs> I think you're right. I like the other one. The other one is, it tickles my jank fancy. But... Yeah, you did, you did um, convince me of, um, of that with, you know, a bit of Stark or whatever. That'd be quite funny. Mm. I do like that. But you need them to have good characters that can be murdered. And some murder and jacking and two gold. Yeah, don't just wait for something to hit the um, dead pile. Cause... Yeah. You, need to, you need to set it up. Yeah, uh, but... There's, there's potential there. But I think this is the right Jack and Hagar. Yeah. Oh, for, for about two weeks, he was non-unique as well when they reprinted him. Oh, goodness. One of those. Yeah, they missed out the unique flag somehow, which was glorious. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's one more question from Dave M. Nicholas. Hello, Dave. Uh, what are your main pieces of advice for someone who's going to start playing second edition playing... Second edition after playing other LCGs. Um, Drop the other ones that just play second edition. Except yeah, Star Wars. I mean, it's, hard, it's hard to sort of give any practical advice if you if you want to sort of be in frames of coming from other LCGs, like what to get out of the habit of or whatever, because they're all very different. Um, if you're a new player, one thing I would say, and I've been sitting on this little moan for the whole episode, is at, at the moment, I would probably stay away from the card game DB forums. Because I'm finding them to be a, a wellspring of incredible negativity about the game. They are a hive of scum and villainy. Um, there's a lot of um, unsubstantiated whinging going on um, about things which can't be changed. It's not constructive, and it's getting to the point of people just slinging mud at the game already. And as a new player, you go there, it's a kind of flagship form, you think, oh yeah, this is the one to look at. You could come away from that thinking, man, man this game probably isn't as good, everyone's complaining. Um, it's not as bad as those ones make out. They have become very um, salty. So just don't use that as a benchmark. That's what the community is like. Um, this week we had a moderator step in in the Card Game DB forums. Um, and to my knowledge, that's the first time that has ever happened in the Game of Thrones boards. And it's really sort of, um, I think it's bloody shameful, to be honest. Yeah, we, were not, we used to be better than that. I used yeah. to think the Thrones community was pretty mature. Like you generally only get, <laughs> he says, um, <laughs> you generally only get people in their their twenties and older. You don't get, you know, people in their mid-teens running, pissing about, 
getting Ribena all over your cards, uh, as we were discussing. Um, With their jammy fingers. Yeah, and you don't get... Uh, and you don't get like Even some of the other LCGs, um, I've heard that Netrunner attracts a slightly more... slightly less friendly crowd. It's got a lot of old Magic players who are too competitive for their own good. Um, or aren't quite as up for the social aspect as, say, a Thrones player was. Yeah. Although that said, um, my friend said that there was a, a comparison thread on Reddit a couple of weeks ago. Which LCG is the best and why? And someone said, watch out for Thrones because they are all alcoholics. Yeah. And I was like, yes. yep. Not, not watch <laughs> out, but be wary. <laughs> it's like, That's good to know we have a reputation already. Yeah. Um... So, so I, well, be careful of Thrones. You'll end up with an alcohol addiction. Yeah, it's fine. But I would say, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty disappointed with the card game DB forums at the moment. Not, I'm not saying everyone. And I'm not. I'm certainly not going to um, name names or point fingers. Um, I might. But the attitude in there and the general kind of feeling has, has been steadily getting worse. And um, I just hope it reverses because I used to really enjoy going to those forums, and now I just can't be bothered. See, I'm still kind of enjoying it because I'm enjoying all the salty tears. Uh, but yeah. it is it is the content isn't as good now. Um, there's some guys that are really trying to make it a good place to be, and yes. they're putting some quality content out. And even some of the guys who are getting moaned at, like you know, they're contributing, and that's good. Uh, but sometimes it just gets a bit silly. I just think it's sad. Calm down, guys. It's it's a bit it's a bit low for us. We're better than that as a community. So I think everyone needs to just fix up and stop. Slinging mud at each other. There's no need for it. Yeah. So, um, what should he do practical, then? Practical advice, yeah. Um, well, if you've been playing other LCGs, one thing you would have picked up, which is going to be really, really valuable to you, is understanding action windows and when you can and can't do things. Because FFG seem to have a bit of a language among all their products, their board games as well. Um, X-Wing's much the same. Um, and all the sort of things they put out have these kind of frameworks and... and action windows which are really important to remember i think that that jumped me up from being a, a sort of a casual player into a decent competitive player was understanding windows frameworks that sort of stuff the stuff that used to go on when i used to play my first games for people um christ some of the things people would pull like nightmares in like midway through like a save and that sort of stuff and you just think okay fair enough because a lot of people come from magic and they think oh there's a stack whatever first in last out that sort of thing ha, no no hmm. not but if you, if you come from another LCG, try and retain that sort of knowledge and, and just be prepared that you're going to need to, you know, keep on top of that. Yeah. That is um, a really important skill to have. Yeah. But be careful that way because uh, I've both lost games and won games in Star Wars by thinking like a Thrones player. Uh, so in Thrones first edition, there was concept of moribund where your cards could still trigger as they were dying, as it were. Um, <laughs> and my Chewbacca took damage. And I tried to reflect that damage on someone else, but they said, no, you can't do that. He's dead. I said, what do you mean? Is he not moribund? And he just looked at me like, what the fucking hell are you talking about? (laughs) And I was like, moribund, come on, this thing. Uh, (laughs) uh, Apparently that's not a thing, but I did get back at him later in another tournament where he tried to return the Millennium Falcon to hand without putting a character into play. And I said, my friend, that is the Janos Slint ruling. And you cannot yes. trigger a cost without fulfilling some of the effect. And he said, really? Objection. And I said, yes. And he put it back down. And I forced lightning the fuck out of that 
<laughs> glorious. I still Objection. lost the game. But... <laughs> Sustained. Yeah. Uh, it was only about a week after Jadoslin came out as well. It was glorious. <laughs> See, my biggest revelation in Thrones so far has to have come from that, well, you can boat in before stealth. Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had no idea about this. Literally none until you told me a couple of months ago, Dave. I had no idea you could do that. So people would be declaring stealth and just saying him. And I'd be like, oh, well, I, I can't block this challenge then because oh. uh, you've stealthed my big boaty army over there. Yeah. And now it's a case of, aha, no, fuck you, I'm bogeyman before stealth declared. <laughs> That's fucking do it. The way people play stealth in first edition is not how stealth necessarily works. It should be declare challenge, declare attackers, actions, declare stealth, declare defenders, actions, challenge resolution. Um, but generally, people don't do that. They go, I'll kneel him and I'll stealth him. Uh, yes, but in second edition it does work like that. Yeah. If naval comes back in second edition, you you will be able to stealth the naval character. Well, that's but you not won't fair. be able to stealth the ambush characters, Ooh. which is much more thematic. And even though it pains me because I love the ridiculous timing structure, um, it is better. If you don't have anyone that wants to get started with you, give us a message. Uh. And we can either try and sort you out with someone locally, because we know most competitive players in the UK. Uh, yeah, I mean, even dark. internationally, like, if you're listening and you don't know anyone in your country, we might be able to get you hooked up with someone. <laughs> uh, I mean, Australia well. is going, like, it's combusting at the moment when in, in Thrones. Um, but oh, we I do thought still, you meant in general. In general, no. But we still know people in Australia that we can hook you up with if you're in one of the major cities. Um, in the, the UK especially, like, we know people in Manchester and Sheffield and Norwich and Essex and we're in like rural Northamptonshire. So if anyone lives in like Northampton, Peterborough area, do message me because I will be about for games at some point. Except the guy who's already messaged me. Uh I will be about at some point, but I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our to do list. I'll message you back at some point. But yeah, if uh if you don't know anyone or you want to get hooked up with one of the local metas, let us know. If there is someone that has travelled competitively in first edition, we will know them. And if we don't know them, they aren't worth knowing. And effectively, what we're saying now is we can hook a brother up. Yeah, exactly. Hook a brother up. Um, worst case scenario, we'll play your Noxicum. Yeah, exactly. Um, My final bit of advice for, for Dave is um, I've played all the LCGs now. Um, Lord of the Rings is brutal in its own way. Um, Netrunner is very back and forth. There's not a great deal of interaction between you. Um, Star Wars can be quite brutal. But just be prepared that Thrones can be really unforgiving. And your plans can come undone quite quickly. Quite quickly. <laughs> um, there are some games you will have where you just get curb stomped and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, don't let it put you off. It's just the nature of the game. Sometimes it can swing and it can just pummel you. Um, <laughs> but it can just easily swing back. So don't let like one, we'll put it... one serious beat sort of put you off. Learn from everything that happens and it does make you a better player. I speak from experience. Dave kicking my ass as many times as he did made me win a regional, and that's that's fact. So, um, <laughs> Thank you. I must admit, yeah, when I first started playing Thrones in first edition, I only really played against Dave and uh, Whittle, and um, Dave would just trance me every time. It took me a while before I figured out the counters, but once you figure out how everything works and you get a, just even a base understanding of certain decks. There are always counters available, no matter what. There's always something you can find that can pull you out of a hole. Um, 
or if you're weak against a set type of deck, you can counter it in quite an effective way. But you do, it, it just, I don't know, it just takes time, really. I suppose with the second edition, it's going to be a considerably easier to get into it now because we're not going to have the vast amount of cards that were available when I started playing. Um, for example, just because no matter how many times you get tranced, you will eventually batter him and he'll have a little weep under the stairs. Just like David. True story. <laughs> a weep under the yep. stairs, yeah. Yep, weep under the stairs. He killed my viper. Yeah, I hate my viper dying. So uh, basically, have we got any more advice for new players coming into 2.0? Uh, yes. Read the fucking card. Uh, so yes. many times someone tries to do something, and I was Me. like, please read that. Like, you last week, Sansa, <laughs> or a couple of weeks ago, Sansa. Oh, this is amazing. Read the card. Oh, no, it's terrible. Fair enough. There we go. Was, that, was, yeah. was this when we were building Dave's deck and I was going, well, this is when we were building our decks recently. I've been going through all the cards and just reading them and seeing what they did. And I was like, oh my God, this is, oh. Well, and uh, what, and I was like, what card is it? Oh, it's this. Don't play that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Read yep. the card. Think about mm. it. Um, it won't be so bad with the corset because most of the stuff's playable anyway. Don't play also, left and right because left and right are awful. James will cry. He knows when it happens. Like when a fairy dies. <laughs> uh, James, James knows. As soon as they go into a deck, he sort of shudders a little bit, protects it in the force. I feel like the first deck I'm going to build is Tyrell Fealty with three of each and two copies That's of summons. Right. And if I yeah. beat him with it, I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, stroke his moustache or something. Oh, if only they were non-unique. <laughs> go left, right, left, right, left. <laughs> See, they, were, they weren't that playable in first edition, but I played them once. They were fun. They were they was, Lady Elena's guard. Yeah, four cost with melee. That's pretty good. Melee and renown. That's all right. Yeah, mate. but they can they uh, like clash with all the other four cost characters in Baratheon, like Stannis and Fat Bob. Oh, which is the yeah, issue. Those guys. Right, cards begin with I. Yeah, we've we've gone on long enough. Yeah, thanks for your questions, everybody. We do appreciate it. Yeah, um, keep them coming. Yeah, no, I really Thank do you. enjoy it. It makes um makes with. The day before we're recording, full of giddy excitement. <laughs> Christmas Day, but I'm unwrapping poses and questions rather than PlayStation. Yeah, and we basically threw out our entire agenda ten minutes before we started recording. It was like, ah, yeah. we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, Let's we're going to do about these things next week, probably the week after. No, not next week, because next week we'll be chatting about how awesome Nationals was. Yeah, next week we will be doing a full in-depth tournament report regarding Nationals of a three-way perspective. I think it's probably important as well. Which would be nice. Yeah. There will be mixed collaborations. What's the card beginning with A, Peel? I think you know what my card beginning with A is. A? I. (laughs) I swear, for some reason, I thought Lowell said A. He did say A. I did. He did, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Well, that's what threw me off, Lowell, because you got it wrong, and I I just blindly followed your lead. As much Um, as all you listening. Well, pretty much. Right, my favourite, my favourite card. Uh, it's one that I use in every single Greyjoy deck. And I mean every single Greyjoy deck I've ever built. Um, he's a faithful little stallion. It's not quite a character. He's a location. Quite a horse. <laughs> what? <laughs> quite a horse, either, is it, to be honest? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it could be Iron Island's Garen, is it? There is there is an I card that is a horse. That is Greyjoy. Iron Island's Garen, <laughs> stunned. <laughs> I am going to find this card and add him to my deck now, Dave, just so I can say I've got a horse. Please don't. Uh, I'm on a horse. <laughs> Favourite card beginning with I is Iron Fleet Scout. 
Yeah, I thought it would be. <laughs> yep. You Every always, single day of the week. You always like, why hasn't Peel? Like, I watched a game of you on the stream in uh, at the London Regional. I was like, why hasn't he got this character? Like, Euron or Victorian or something. Oh, he's keeping his gold for Iron Fleet Scout. Of course <laughs> he is. He loves that card, he does. I probably had two of them at the time as well. Probably. Because yeah. I know I can run multiple ones of them because they're not unique. So you can just basically just sit there and a Valor comes in. Oh no, my character's dead. Well, I have three gold. I may as well save it. Fleet Scout. Fleet Scout. Aha! Yeah. <laughs> of course, there are Island Island Marines as well. I should mention them. Uh, they're similar, but they're just not as good. No. I think they're rubber. Not, not as good. D- uh? Discard a card is a big cost in Greyjoy. In Greyjoy. And the Deadly's not. The Deadly's nice, but it doesn't have the boat icon. So It doesn't, which is why the Fleet Scout Fleet's wins. better, it yeah. Uh, because of that boat icon, it, it's so useful. It's, it's just kind of... Um, Right, okay, all of a sudden they're... Pa- like, for example, if you add strength two to make it so they're going to win the challenge, you just go, well, hang on a minute, no. I'm going to put a gold on him. He's going to boat in, and I'm going to win. You know, it's, it. a, it's a... The iron... Oh. Uh... Hold on. That doesn't matter. What are you looking at? I thought that... The, iron uh... Fleet Raiders. No, I was looking at the Iron uh, Iron Fleet Scout. I thought the art might be the uh, Longship Greg Kraken from 2nd Edition, but it's not. So uh, ignore me completely. They're, they're saving that art for the next one. Yeah, for Iron Fleet Scout. Exactly, for the next Iron Fleet Scout. Eye's not a bad letter, you know, just because of all the eyes. It's got loads of like boring Greyjoy cards. Greyjoy! And that's it. Iron, Iron, Iron. And Island. Dawn and Dave. Well. Mine? What's yours? Uh, yeah. I accidentally closed uh, Card Game DB halfway through the chat. Uh somehow. Just a silence for scream from about heads on spikes. That must have been it. Yeah, I had the deck builder up, but it was just stressed me out too much talking about it. Um, but scream. I remember what my favourite card was, and that was I'm Eurit Small. I'm nice. Eurit Small? Yeah. Yep. That's fun. Surprise yeah. deadly banter. Uh, strength yeah. boost, fun. Uh, Tyrion looks a bit weird, but I like it. I've got some CCG versions. They're pretty swag. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah, nice one. I like that one. Alright, yeah. what's yours then? Mine has got iron in the title. Is okay. Oh, Can you guess what it is? Is the iron mines? No. Is the iron cliffs? <laughs> no. No. And they're the iron cliffs, which is why they're not in the eye section. Oh, in fact, is it the iron mines? Because I can't see them either. I think so. Can I just say what it is? It's the iron link. Uh, the yeah. iron. Link. I'm tempted to buy iron link. <laughs> I love iron link. It's one of my favourites. Um. I do love links. I love maesters. I'm still really tempted to take maesters to nationals. I'll be honest. I love maesters decks. They're so much fun. Um, and Iron Link is one of my favourites. I mean, obviously you've got your, your apprentice collar. Thank you very much. It helps the burn. Valyrian Steel Link, arguably the point of running maesters out of Greyjoy. Um, but Iron Link, oh goodness. Because it happens after they kneel. You don't have to really waste the character to do it. Um, yeah, Turning someone potentially into a tricon with more, you know, two strength out of the blue is brilliant. Like, simple as that. It is fantastic. Um, and, oh man, I had so much fun using this against um, people running monocons. Yes. As long as it's not the military monocon, which isn't going to help. But um, they declare an attacker and you just do something with your maester and drop an extra icon on and just don't bother posing. Yeah. Well, it's fine. That's what the Black Iron Link is for. 
stopping the military yep, monocles. Interesting there's no power one. No. I thought there would be. I think most maesters have a power icon anyway, isn't there? Yeah, but for the giveaway takeaway, you know, they rarely give it to themselves, do they? But I often use the uh, the black. Uh, well, Iron Link is just give, isn't it? And uh, if you're playing like Baratheon, you can give um, tons of characters the intrigue icon. Stannis, yeah. not flowers. And you've got the stand, stand abuse in Baratheon to kind of get more use out of it in that regard. Yeah, but, so um, you can yeah, use I do them like early them. on and then still use the links, these links for challenges. Iron Link tends to be, unless I've got something planned. Like, or I, I smell trouble. Um, Iron Link will always tend to be the third link I've got on. Really? Yeah, usually hmm. in Greyjoy, because the maces I'm using have all got intrigue icons. So it's nice to give an extra one a military icon. I tend not to need the Black Iron Link. You don't give them the Banter Link. Hey, the Steel Link. No, no, no Banter. Ah, oh, but <laughs> you could drop in a cheeky boatswain halfway through a challenge. Just business. Ah, oh, shame. <laughs> yeah. Hail Steel Link's my second favourite card. Oh, well, spoilers for the P episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I'm going to be telling you about all the jank that Hail Steel Link can bring you. I've just had a flashback to about 10 minutes ago, and I think, you know, before we sign off, I think we should all commit to playing Guild Wars 2, and anyone who wants in, comment. Yeah. Set up the behind the throne. Deal. How many characters can you get? Like I have no party. idea. I've played about five minutes of it. Oh, it's eight. You can get eight people on a mission at a time. If we can get like five other people, we're set, boys. We can get mages, monks. We can be on this. We can have someone to heal us. Oh, oh, 